Hi everyone, and welcome to the flagship episode of We Shouldn't Talk About This. My name is Key. My name is V. And we're going to welcome you to our true crime podcast. Today's podcast, Key, um, we're doing something kind of interesting with our true crime podcast. Right. And we're kind of uh, taking similar cases and kind of comparing them to each other, kind of like, you know, debating the outcome, seeing like, you know, if one did something better than the other, or if one had the same game plan as the other, would theirs have succeeded more or something like that? Right. So in theory, I don't know about his case. He doesn't really know about my case. And we're going to leave it up to the listener to, I guess, vote in air quotes, which one was the better case, which one was the worst case, and I use the term better and worse loosely because usually it ends in murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't do these at home. Like, these are not, well, we're not condoning these at all. These are terrible cases. Terrible. But very interesting stories and things that people kind of look over sometimes. And, like, in the news, there's lots of stuff going on, but these particular cases are like, you know, some standouts that people still kind of don't know about because it happened either in our country of the United States of America or off around the world somewhere else. And we're not going to do only lesser known crimes, but also like the big ones that every true crime podcast covers. We just want to start out with something a little lesser known, just so people can get an idea of what's going on in the world, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on in the world, for sure. Well, Key, um, would you like to start with your case? I guess so. Our topic of today are the parachute murders. All right, so my murder is the murder of Els Van Doren. And this takes place in Belgium. Now, Els Van Doren was, depending on the source, either 37 or 38 when this happened. And she was an avid parachutist. Parachutist? Parachuter? Paratrooper. Something. She loved to parachute. On the weekends, uh, she worked with her, they call it a strange husband because they were legally separated, but they owned a jewelry store together. So they worked together during the week and on the weekends, she indulged in skydiving. Els had two children and was very lively from all the research that I could find. Like, you know, nothing bad in her record just an all-around fun-loving lady who just wanted to be a skydiver yeah right and she was she was very experienced she had uh 2300 jumps 2300 yes that's wow. ridiculous i don't know if i even drove that many times <laughs> probably not but i feel like there are not very many people who have like thousands multiple thousands of parachute jumps under their belt who's not like a professional 
military paratrooper or something. Yeah, yeah. So, here's how the story goes. Ailes was a member of the Zwartberg Paracentrum Parachute Club. That's in Gink. Gink? Gink? G-E-N-K? Somebody in Belgium, let me know. Um, she was a member there where she did that parachuting 2300 jumps on the weekends. And that's where she met another skydiver, a Dutchman named Marcel, who we'll call Mars Summers. And he was 25. And she also met another lady, Els. Another Els. <laughs> Klotmans. Wait, Els? Els is the main parachuter of Topic. See, she's the main subject of our story. And then she met another Els? She met another Els. So oh. what they did, um, since they were together a lot at this um, parachute club, little Els, because she was 25. Remember, um, the victim was 37 or 38 so little l started going by babs just so people would not confuse them right right okay okay so l's babs and marcel were all three friends and here's where it kind of gets tangled up marcel was having an affair with l's the other L's. Big L's. Big L's. Yeah. Mm. We're calling little L's Babs from now on. Okay, okay. So, him and L's were having an affair. And then, greedy Mars started having an affair with Babs. Okay. So, kind of like a triangle going on here? Triangle definitely going on. So... From what is reported, Els did not know that Mars was sleeping with Babs, but Babs knew he was sleeping with Els. Okay, so Els, Mars, and Babs, they were close friends, part of this parachute club. They would do their jumps together. That's how they kind of built up these relationships of the three of them knowing each other. Yeah, okay. Then Mars and Els started an affair. Because remember, Els was still married. She was just separated. Mm. Then Mars also started an affair with Babs, or little Els. So, a week before the three of them were to jump in a formation, they all stayed at Mars's home during a weekend. Now, this was not uncommon. Because Els' husband has said that when he was a part of the parachute club, because he was, but he just didn't like parachuting as much as his wife, ex-wife, former wife did. So he eventually left. But he said that them spending the night at someone's home before a big jump was not uncommon. Because people question, like, how did you not know that she was sleeping with Mars if... You know, she's gone all these weekends. So yeah, yeah. he was really not even of that mind because it was something that happened when he was also a part of the club. Groups would spend the night in one place mm. before it jumped. So a week before 
they were supposed to jump in a formation, they were all at Mars's home during the weekend. Mars and Els slept in the bedroom and Babs had a sleeping bag in the living room, which is where all their parachute gear was located. Mm-hmm. So according to sources, Babs was so angered by the, let's call them amorous noises coming from the living, the bedroom while she was outcast into the living room in a sleeping bag that she cut the main parachute strings in Els's parachute. Wow. That's, that's, you gotta be pretty upset for that. Like, I mean, as a parachute, as a professional or semi-professional, like parachute person, you have to know like that is literally life and death right there. Like anything, a hole in the parachute, strings cut, anything like as life and death you're you're jumping out of the air and so if you had to be that angry that's that's pretty crazy right now she was maybe a step above that angry because in addition to cutting the parachute strings for the main chute she also tied strips of cloth around the reserve chute so that it wouldn't open (laughs) allegedly we're gonna just say allegedly but she did this with the intention of L's not making it at all. Because I feel like if you just want to scare somebody, okay, cut the main chute, let the reserve chute open. Right, right. She was definitely in it to win it, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. It's a premeditated sabotage here. It really is. So. November 18th, 2006. 12 members of the club fly over Flanders as a normal part of their skydiving experience. They were going to enjoy the day, do a formation, a star formation. Els, Mars, Babs, and a fourth man were supposed to be part of a star formation with the four of them holding hands as they drop. Right, right, right. So... Here is Els's unfortunate demise, which is it's, it's so sad because she was wearing a GoPro type camera. Oh no! As were the other jumpers. So all of this is recorded. So the four of them were supposed to jump out together, holding hands forming a star Babs said she jumped a fraction too late to join the other three so Els, Mars the third man, fourth man, whichever jump Babs was supposed to also jump but she hesitated don't know why but I guess I kind of theorized that if you're supposed to hold hands and form a star and three parachutes open and the fourth one doesn't, that's probably enough to save her. Mm-hmm. Because as long as they're holding her, 
their parachutes will probably absorb some of the weight of the drag of her falling. Right, right. So, with her not jumping with the other three, it kind of messed up everything. So, when they got to 9,000 feet, the team separate and they get the signal to open their chutes. Of course, Elsa's chute does not open and she is hurtling towards the ground. She pulls her reserve cord for the emergency chute. Also does not open. Mars and the other jumpers are watching her, struggling to get one of her chutes to open as she plummets towards the ground. The camera on her helmet captures her screams, her panic, her struggles to get the chutes open, like her looking up, trying to see if her chute open, like looking around. Mars said that he tried to like angle himself down to grab her, but he couldn't because, you know, everybody's seen in movies, once your chute opens, it like yanks you backwards. Yeah, you descend at a way slower pace. And so right. if someone's free falling, you won't be able to catch them unless right. you're free falling and like diving towards them. Right. So there was a, a witness who was in the drop zone airfield that was working on his plane. And he said he heard someone on the ground screaming and pointing to the sky. And when he looked up, he saw just a black spot falling quickly to the ground. And he said it was wiggling about and pretty obvious it was a person. And there were three people in parachutes coming down slowly. Then the person hit the ground. It was an appalling moment. That was his quote. Well, that's been awful to see. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that. Being eyewitness to that like right in front of it. Now she fell into someone's garden and there was someone there in the garden a lay a woman so i'm guessing maybe she was out tending to her garden and she witnessed it as well and went and got her husband and called the emergency services this is obviously you know a tragedy and the police get involved on the 18th no 21st of November 2006 so November 18th is when the jump happened the 21st is um when the parachutes were scheduled to undergo a routine safety inspection Okay, so let me start that whole sentence back over. The police didn't get involved. So, three days after the jump is when they had the parachute scheduled to be inspected. So, if they had pushed the jump back or if Els didn't make it for some reason, her chute would have been inspected and this and would not would, have happened. Yeah, they would have seen the tampering on it and they would right. immediately either just start an investigation on that or just give her a new shoot and like have them go out like the same day 
or something. Right. So, you know, of course the police interview members of the skydiving club as well as Els' family and friends. And obviously they start to hone in on Babs once they realize there's a love triangle going on. So Babs tells the investigators that she suffered from low self-esteem and entered the relationship knowing she was second best. Which is also sad. I mean, I feel bad for her in that respect, but it's never that serious. Yeah, you don't have to kill. Like, you don't have to, like, have someone witness, have someone experience that kind of death, if anything. Like, you don't have to do it like that. Like, if she shot her, this would be, like, a much easier case to talk about. Right. But the fact that they were all, like, you know, so hyped up for this, like, you know, jump. And going into it, everyone was, like, you know, excited, had helmet cameras on and everything. And then for not only not only to have not only to have um L L's L's not only have L's like you know in her panic and like like heart attack mode falling through the sky but having Mars and the other parachuter like witness it and be helpless like helpless do anything about it that's just crazy but not just them two. There was a group of 12, so everybody saw this. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like, and then the people who were on the ground who yeah. also had to witness, like, this is one of those kind of ripple crimes. Like, how many people did she hurt by having to be traumatized by watching this? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. It's horrible. So... Her statement saying that she knew she was second best going in, that was her first statement to the to the investigators. Hours before her second statement, Babs attempts suicide and leaves a note saying she wants to be with her friend. Yeah. Right after that, she's arrested for the murder of Els Van Doren. Now the... Public prosecutor Dirk Renault said, and I quote, she had a very important motive. We believe she set out to do this so there would be no competition for the affections of Marcel. Jealousy was the motive for a coldly calculated killing. That's terrible. It really is. Ladies, it's never that serious. Never. Ever. And then, and then, like, you know, to, to go back on that, I wonder if Mars ever felt guilty about that. Like, if he ever felt guilty about, like, I had a, I had a, a huge role in her being, like, you know, like, like, furious with the situation and not, not feeling included and, you know, uh, it's just a lot going on there. It, it really is, and... I feel like he would have to be very callous to not feel like he maybe wasn't responsible but played a part in this. I mean, even though she knew and Babs knew going in, I feel like it would be different if Els was the one who killed Babs because she didn't know. Right, right. And this was more of a, like, crime of passion type of deal. Mm -hmm. But... It's, I don't know, it's just 
something about like how you really have to think about like okay I'm gonna do this there's no turning back like yeah once you're in that plane and, and she's at the the door there's no turning back right and, and just like you said earlier like if she would like cut the strings on the primary shoot but left the left the backup shoot alone that would like sent a message but to sabotage both of them and like you know ensure right that this is going to happen like like she is going to die on this flight on this pair on this um jump that's that's awful right and then go there knowingly get in the plane with her look her in the eye mm. smile and laugh knowing what what's going to happen to her that's it's insane it's insane what kind of psycho so Babs gets out on bail and she goes back to her job and guess what her job is inspecting parachutes <laughs> no she is a primary school teacher oh what yes no <laughs> this type of lady does not need to be in education at all now her attorney says that the whole thing is nonsense. Um, that they will not deny that Miss Klopman's has had some problems, but she certainly is not a psychopath. Okay, so I'm not a psychiatrist, but I do play one on television, and I can firmly say she's a psychopath. I wholeheartedly agree she's a psychopath. But, but this this lawyer is paid to say that she's not. So he is doing his job and getting his paycheck and feeding his family at the end of the day. That Still. is true. That's true. So, of course, you know, Babs is, oh, we were friends for years. We were in the same skydiving club. Why would I kill my friend? You know, she's playing the I'm a victim two card. This was my friend. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. It must have been someone else, but I have no idea who could, who it could be. She even said, I can't point the finger of suspicion at anyone else because I do not know of a motive. Well, I mean, it's kind of obvious it was the ghost of the house they were in. Yeah. So... The trial starts September 26th. 2010 so four years almost after Els is killed the trial starts and they bring in her parachute bag and the helmet that she wore during the jump on the day of her death it says that there are DNA or fingerprints from the victim skydiving kit but it doesn't say who it belongs to. Mm. However, they have a 68-page indictment with details of evidence against L's, little L's, Babs, and 170 witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> now... The prosecutor of course feels that there was enough evidence to charge for murder 
and asserts that as a skydiver, she had the knowledge and opportunity to sabotage the parachute. That was part of one of the indictments. And it alleged that she made two cuts to Van Doren's parachute. On top of that, she also had a relationship with Mars, who also had a relationship with the victim, giving the accused motive to have Mars for her alone. Klopman snipped the parachute strings and Van Doren jumped to her death a few days later. Now, they showed the video of her jump, the the camera that Els was wearing. They showed it in the courtroom. And, of course, her, her ex-husband, her widow, because they were technically still married, and her kids left the courtroom while they played that. Which, this, reasons like that is probably why I could never be on a jury. Yeah. Who wants to be scarred like that? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a lot of, that's a lot of weight to, to put on someone, you know. It's, it's already enough to have, to have to see the person who was accused of guilty party, like, you know, tell you, like, tell you all about this person, tell you that they would never do anything to hurt them. We didn't have to watch footage of like you know their agonizing like downfall right that's just crazy now the outcome Babs was convicted because if she wasn't this would not be called the parachute murder mm. well I guess it still would be because you know poor Els did end up not surviving the jump but she was convicted and sentenced to 30 years this now, is Belgium right in Belgium now, to me, I guess this is the American coming out of me. That doesn't seem like long enough. To take somebody's life in such a horrible, horrible way. Where there's so many people who are witnesses, who are traumatized by it. Two kids that don't have a parent anymore, a mother... I mean, you know, you can live without a father, but not a mother. And all she gets is thirty years. Yeah, that's that, that's why that's why I asked, that's why I asked the country to verify that because um because that's that's really a life sentence like that's definitely a life sentence in the U.S. But we we kind of give out life sentences just for like you know a gunshot to a person, which is a much easier death than falling from nine thousand feet. Or, well, more than 9,000 feet because 9,000 feet is where they're supposed to pull the chute. So just falling from the sky, really. Right. And she's only 25. If she serves every single day of her 30 years, she'll be 55. I mean, that is still young enough to have some type of life. Yeah, she, she can go back to being a teacher again like nothing ever happened. Right. And... Mars's mother has been quoted as saying that 
Mars was completely distraught the day of the death of Els. And he has suffered terribly. He feels guilty for having cheated on her with his relationship with Babs. And the parachute jump was his pride and joy, but it's over. So again, another victim of this, like the ramifications are endless almost. It's just, it's terrible. So, of course, Babs is still declaring her innocence. She she says she'll have to learn to accept her sentence and that she particularly appreciated that the jury took into account her personality. Now, that being that she got 30 years and not life. And it's likely that she would have appealed um, because she had 14 days to appeal, but I could not find anything saying if she appealed. Well, obviously, if she did, it didn't go that well because 2011, May 4th, 2011, the court of cessation dismisses the appeal against the conviction. Babs claimed that there were procedural errors in her trial and the court ruled that that was unfounded. So they're going to appeal to the Supreme Court. Now with that being eight years ago, more than likely they already have, but I couldn't find anything more recent to tell if she is in the appeals process, if the appeal already has been decided on. From everything I found, it was looking like she is still in jail, but that doesn't mean that the appeal was lost. Because, you know, American appeals, people be on death row for 25 years. Yeah. Because they're appealing and appealing the appeals and appealing the appeals. So it's possible she's still in the appeals process. But it's also possible that that also got denied. But that's my story for Els Van Doren, a seemingly lovely woman who was murdered by someone she considered a friend that she didn't even know was a rival, a romantic rival, because yeah. she was an unknowing part of a triangle that she just, you know, unfortunately got forced into because Mars couldn't make up his mind or, you know, wanted to be greedy. It's tragic all around. It really is. Jeez. Well, that that case is is very, very, like, uh, kind, of, kind of, like, you know, disturbing to hear when you go into detail about pretty much we went through... Bab's mind and like you know literally just cutting cutting the strings like without like you know any kind of like regrets on it at all and then still like you know just playing like the victim to the whole thing it's like you know falsely accused I don't know who did it I can't tell you who did it but I I know I didn't do it like you know like ugh, come on it's, it's crazy right and the worst part is that 
if she did it, this she cut the strings a week before they jumped. She had a she had whole a week yeah. to to think about it, to regret it, to say, "Hey, else, um, maybe we should check your shoot." <laughs> yeah. Like I feel, I had a premonition, I had a dream. <laughs> yeah, like something feels wrong. Like a week, and she just went about her primary school teacher days, smiling at kids, knowing that she was willingly letting somebody jump to their death. Mm-mm. Well, that that one, I gotta say, is, is pretty different. Pretty pretty different from the case that I was uh, researching. Okay. So, uh, so the case I was researching was um, a parachute murder plot by um, Emil Aselius in the United Kingdom. So, so like, just, like, a backstory, like, um, Emil says he's a religion from South Africa, and, um, he moved to the United Kingdom and joined their, you know, their National Guard, pretty much, and he became a sergeant there. While he was in the military, he met this woman named Victoria, who was a physiologist, and they fall in love, they get married in South Africa, just huge grand wedding, they start having kids together. But after her second child, he wants to reward her by giving her, um, gi- giving her like a, a skydiving, like a skydiving day, because because other than physiology, she also was like a, a skydiving instructor oh. prior to like her marriage and having children and everything. Well, she probably wanted to calm down. You know, she had kids to take care of. You don't want to be out there risking your life when you have little babies. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, t- I totally understand it in that sense. And so, uh, so around Easter in, tw- in 2015, like, you know, Emil, uh, Emil, uh, gives her, you know, gives her these, uh, well, gives her the go ahead to, to go do it, to watch the kids and everything. Now she should have been suspicious at that point right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly. And so, um, and so, and so, and so, uh, Victoria, Victoria goes out and she, she has her, she has two parachute partners with her. And, um, and what I was researching, one of the accounts was, you know, it was a normal day. We were, we were in the airplane and I was nervous and Victoria, since she's more experienced, she was telling me to calm down, not be nervous, say it's going to be okay. It's really fun to do once you get the hang of it. And once you do it once, you can do it like, you know, infinite times after that. And so he was, he was really confident. And so they jump out together and as they're going down, their their deadline um, their deadline spot was four thousand feet to pull the chutes. That seems like cutting it close. Yeah, that that's much closer than nine thousand feet. That's a whole five thousand feet five thousand foot difference. It's pretty pretty crazy. But um, I mean, you could like pick blades of grass at four thousand feet. What's <laughs> <laughs> going on? And so and so and so at four thousand feet, they're they're uh, they're instructed to pull their chute. And would you know it, Victoria's chute does not open. I'm so shocked. And <laughs> as soon as you said her husband volunteered to watch the kids, I just knew it was going downhill. <laughs> and so what happens is it's a miracle, really. Victoria falls falls out of the sky, of course, and she hits a freshly plowed field. So she lands in this like soft, well, it's still so earth, so super hard earth, but it's much softer and collected piles of dirt and mud. So she strikes the ground. The um, the other parachute with her is 
freaking out, of course, because this is his first time skydiving, and he just witnessed his instructor partner pretty much just eat it. Like Talk he just, about scarred for life. She was yeah. like, oh, calm down. This is great. Yeah, and then, and like, then this happens. falling down on Blaze of Glory, and <laughs> she, she, she hits it. And uh, so, you know, they get, they get paramedics and everything, and miraculously, she lives. Wow. She just has, like, incredible, like, you know, uh, like, pelvis fractures and bones in all different places is messed oh, up i could imagine yeah, she she's in almost a full body cast ah. and so and so she's doing this and would you know it emil's plan didn't work because she's still alive so then emil has a second plan damn it emil and emil cuts the gas line in the house and tries to, and and so it an attempt to fill the house with gas and like you know basically just um carbon monoxide killed him like that and this his kids are still in the house at this point like like he, oh so he's gonna take out everybody he's trying to take out everyone wow and okay. so and so emil's motive in all this is that emil is he's in a crazy sexual deviant he's doing nothing but spending all his money on escorts like sex brothels things like this and then he's also in debts with loan sharks he he um, during their marriage, he was asking he was asking Victoria for money left and right, saying like, "Oh, I just got covered this, I'll pay you back. Oh, I got covered this, pay you back." She ended up giving him fifteen thousand pounds in their marriage. I don't I don't remember how long it said their marriage was, but it was inside their marriage. He get he she let him borrow fifteen thousand pounds. Now, as your partner, like, like 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 I mean, you should you really shouldn't have to worry about letting anyone borrow money. Like he's in the army. He has right. he has a job of his own also, but he's so far in debt, just above his eyeballs, and blowing his money on things that are insane for a family man to have to desire. And she's given him all this money, and so what he was wanting to do, he wanted to cash out on her hundred twenty thousand pound life insurance policy. Now, I don't know. Maybe she's just very trusting, but it seems like if somebody with a military job currently working like not on a pension not on a set amount salary is constantly borrowing lump sums from you husband or not that should raise some red flags like where's all your money going yeah most definitely and like in like you know and like when it comes to when it comes to finances it's a very tricky situation even when you are married right. but but like you know when it's like month after month you need 800 here you need a thousand pounds here that's not that's not just any old money like it's like something's going on definitely right but victoria was madly in love with the meal and she saw past all this oh victoria yeah and so i'm glad you survived though and so and so and so um about a couple of days a couple of days after this incident i, I kind of got hit myself with the whole gas thing the gas thing was about a week later but but a couple of days before that, he didn't even give it a cooling off period. Like he <laughs> no. is on. Wow. No 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 no. It's no, like no. It's like no. Like when she got home, he was like you know, like trying trying to premeditate his next idea of how to kill her. Damn it, Emil. And and like and so and so after like um so like during but during that though she texts him and she she's like, I smell gas in the house, and like you know through their conversation she jokingly said, "Are you trying to off me?" Which is like you know like a. A British term for are you trying to kill me girl and 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 he was like you know oh of course not you know like I'll get the gas leak checked out immediately and all this 
But anyway, I got ahead of myself again. I, I keep going back and forth because there's so many crazy points in this case. Um, the British Parachute Club inspected the chute, and they confirmed that there was no mechanical reason so for its failure. So it's either tampering by the parachutists themselves or third party. So then they set off alarms for the police to start investigating. What parachuter, parachutist, paratrooper, would tamper with their own parachute? Man. Come on, police. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, 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 honestly, who? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. So, so then, so then, so then, like, you know, the police were like, okay, we're going to investigate this. The first person we go to is the husband. Because, you know, a, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of times in yeah. crime things... It's the significant other is usually the first suspect. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so, and so Officer D.C. Maddie Hanna went to Emil and, um, and, and through, through her collection of evidence, she, was, she, she wanted to book him. So she went to his barracks and she said, I am arresting you under, suspension, under the suspicion of sabotaging the parachute of Victoria... Um, sailors and and from her report she said that he was just staring at her and so she said do you understand what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) and so and then and then she then she quoted his response he said yes but i am unhappy that you are arresting me in front of my subordinates wow yeah it's like it's like it's like first of all she's she's accusing you of trying to kill your wife so like if you're if you want to play it off you should be like gasp I, right. I would never. My wife. I How dare you? Yes, I, I'm. I'm. I want to know who did this also. But no, his first thing is to be stone cold and say, "I can't believe you're trying to arrest me in front of the people, in front of my like, in front of my underlings." Like, come on. And so, and so, and, and so she states. She states that during this, um, d- during their interrogation of him, that he's just fully cooperative. Like he's talking the whole time. But in the footage of the interrogation, he is, he's being the jerk about it. So like, um, so like she asked him, she asked, um, she asked him what, what type, what type, what type, what type of inspections are done on parachutes before a jump? And he says, no, no more parachute inspections. And so she says, okay, well, I do not know what those are. Would you like to explain it for me? And his response is, well, you know, just normal checking the chute. And so he just he just walk around in circles and like walk avoiding the question like she she's a police officer she doesn't know what types of things you look for in a parachuting inspection so she wants to know the exact details of how they inspected it and missed this big flaw of a cut through the whole parachute or maybe she is a parachuter and she knows what's supposed to be done and she's trying to trap him she's double not, cross <laughs> yes. a double a double cross will be good at this point because. Because Emil just, he just swears he's like just an angel. Like, you know, like, like he's so loving of his wife. Like he would never do anything to hurt her and all this. And so, and so what, so what the police officers end up doing is that they contact his previous wife, who is Carly Schellers, who is also from South America, South Africa. And would you know it, he is still sleeping around with Carly. Oh, I'm so shocked. Oh my. (laughs) I can tell you're in shock, but get this. While he is sleeping around with Carly, he is also he is also texting um, texting his buddies of buddies for escort tips, looking up things on their Craig, local Craigslist for escorts, looking up all this crazy 
insane like you know porn type type of things and he's just trying to get into all this mess while he's still like you know worrying about his debts and not caring that his wife is literally like bedridden in a full body cast and can't do anything about it but he's still like you know texting her on the way home like would you like me to pick you up anything for dinner you know trying to be a sweet husband or pretending to be a sweet husband to keep her on his side but behind her back he's just going wild about about the town so why even get married in the first place now honestly honestly i think i think i think the motive of getting married was that that he knew that she that she, she, she was a uh uh like like a so, so, what was it? So, so <laughs> physiologist. Oh my gosh, she was a physiologist. Also, he he was hoping that she did have a good life insurance policy, and she did. She had a policy that was worth above a hundred hundred grand in pounds, and so he was hoping to marry her, and then work on killing her to get that money. Wow. And so, um, and so, and so, and so through, through a lot of it, through a lot of it, Victoria was, was feeling like she was not a good wife, but this was leading up to the fall. She was feeling like she wasn't a good wife. She was feeling like that he would lose love for her because she's just madly in love with him, but he's just stringing her along to try to get money to pay back these loan sharks or whatever. So she was probably just willfully ignoring all the red flags. Yeah, yeah, and, and like and like when their when their latest child was born, he even he even denied paternity of the child, and and and, and like Victoria was the faithful one of this relationship, Emil was the only one that was going around doing all this other stuff, and so and, and so so pretty much pretty much what ended up happening is that they did take him to trial, and and he went to trial, fully confident he went in a suit with like cuffs on and a nice watch. He he. Like, like he went in like, you know, I know I'm going to leave this place innocent. I didn't do anything wrong. That's his whole mindset in this thing. And so they go in there. They show the jury. Um, they show the jury like the uh, video of the parachute being expected and everything. Showing them that it was it was not able to be used at all in any kind of circumstance. Right. And so the jury sees all this. And then they get Victoria in as a witness. Victoria says... I don't think anything was wrong with my parachute. Oh, Victoria! I think I think I was just having an off day. Victoria, people don't fall out of planes when they're having off days. No, not that's at not all. an off day. That's not an off day. It's not. And, and so, oh, honey. And so and so at this point, the the investigators and everyone are just stunned because like they were they were in, they were in correspondence with Victoria saying that we believe Emil sabotage your parachute we believe we do not know his motive as of now but we believe that he was trying to kill you and through all this evidence she she being the victim here just said that i don't think anything was wrong with parachute i think it was perfectly fine i just wasn't wasn't my best that day i feel like she mentioned this to him well of course they must have been talking she knew he was going to court mm -hmm. he probably sweet talked her into Oh, you know that's not me. I would never do that. I love you. You're the mother of my children. You're my wife. Mm -hmm. Why? Why would I? And she fell for it hook, line, and sinker. And it's, it, and it's interesting you bring that up because the um, the research I was doing, it led me to a couple of Emil's videos that he posted like on YouTube. He was just doing covers of lump songs with acoustic guitar. Hmm. And so 
uh, Leslie these may have been drawn to Victoria like you know directly and and depending on depending on how the relationship was these may have been some of her favorite songs like you know she may have not she may have known that he can play guitar but haven't seen him play guitar in a long time but him playing guitar and putting it on the world put online for the world to see may have struck something in her saying like you know oh yeah he loves me he would never do anything to hurt me oh honey so through all through all of that through all that all that hard work the police did she negated everything but what she could not negate was that they brought him back to trial on their case of the gas leak in the house and child endangerment because mm-hmm. his his child his children were in there his infant child and his older uh, five-year-old girl they were in that house while, um they're in that house during that incident and so they brought him in under the suspicion of that and they were able to successfully um, get, get a guilty verdict on him and um, put him in jail under child endangerment and I believe there's something else too but but they but but they, they couldn't do it an attempt to kill his well they did an attempt to kill his wife in that that case but it wasn't related to the parachute case at all it was his own separate case for the right. gas leak and so so currently he is in currently he is incarcerated and would you like to make a guess of how long he's in there? Three years. Wait, wait, no, that was 2015. If he's currently, that was four years ago, if the trial took place in 2015. So I'll say seven years. Seven years is a good guess, but it's 15. Oh, wow. A lot more than I would have expected. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Like. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um... Honestly, honestly, think honestly, think it's just so crazy. You know, um, this 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 guy Emil, he was off the wall with a lot of stuff. He was, he was he was just insane, really, to put it lightly. He was, you know, trying to he was pretending to be a faithful husband, going around doing things that are like you know, um, um, doing things that jeopardize the marriage, like you know, right. on his own end, right. and then also trying to plot to kill her just to get money to pay back these loan sharks and probably escape off because because even his children even his children believe that one point he walked out on them his his oldest daughter that was older to remember at least mm-hmm. she remembered like having birthdays and him not being there and just being and just thinking like well i thought like you know daddy loved me oh that's sad that's terrible it is it is and um and and i think i think to this day victoria Victoria may may still believe that 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 he that he wouldn't have done anything to hurt her. I feel like that means that once he completes this fifteen years, that she's gonna let him come back, and then immediately almost be killed or be killed again. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think I think if she does come back in life, Emil will most definitely attempt to kill her once again. This is very concerning because. All the signs, like even from the little bit that you said, all the signs seemed like they were there and she was just blinded by love. Like, was he just so handsome that she couldn't see it? Was he just so, I don't know. I mean, I watch TV shows from the UK and if they're going to be any UK listeners, I apologize in advance, but not always the suavest of the suave when it comes to men. I mean, Idris <laughs> yeah. Elba is the exception to the rule, <laughs> right. not the rule. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I just don't see like why she's so blinded. Maybe he just, well, you know, they say narcissists have that like kind of personality. Maybe he was such a narcissist that he like his confidence and everything was just so magnetic mm. that she just, you know, didn't see any wrong yeah. in what he did. I yeah. mean, and then, of course, like you said, he was putting up the facade of being a loving husband and father and doing all of this, but on the side, still sleeping with his ex-wife, sleeping with prostitutes, mm -hmm. gambling their money away, like putting their whole family in jeopardy. Yeah. Over what though? Like you could have just left, sir. I yeah, mean, she probably really. still would have given you money. Yeah. From yeah. the sounds of it, yeah, she probably would have funded your whole lifestyle if you said, "Okay, I just want to live over here." Mm-hmm. She probably would have, considering that you know, attempted murder and and now he loves me. Right. Like not victim shaming, but it just seems like she was just so much more in love with him than he was with her and she just didn't see it yeah and probably would have done any and everything for him yeah probably does his books in jail are probably like the best he probably buys ramen noodles for everybody in the jail <laughs> yeah, probably well um we'll keep that was that was my case that was my that was parachute murder plot never heard of it and you know i'm glad she survived but yeah that's Right. This dude was a maniac. A week later, he tried to blow her up. Mm -hmm. Like, gosh, give it a cooling off period, sir. Like, a month. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop being so obvious. It's blows my mind. Yeah, he almost blew the house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, listeners, um, definitely let us know what you think. We have our um, Instagram handle, I believe. Yeah, we shouldn't talk about this. And also our U.S. email, because I know that these podcasts go everywhere, so I just wanted to specify that, because USA, America. Um, it's we shouldn't talk about this at gmail.com. That's right, listeners. We shouldn't talk about this on Instagram, and we shouldn't talk about this at gmail.com. We will post pictures and also our sources on the instagram until we can really get this website up and going and then we can post everything there but hopefully we have intrigued you hopefully you'll be back for our next episode and we'll talk about something else crazy be it murder financial crimes whatever we're going to run the crime gambit we're not going to be another serial killer podcast right right and no, nothing nothing's left untouched nothing can be left untouched nothing if it's a crime and it's true we're going to talk about it and you're going to get two different for the most part you'll get two different stories two different sides of it yeah so like a crime against crime aunt against nephew battle dome survival of the fittest type of situation going on that's right thanks here for listening i'm v and i'm key and we shall talk to you later oh no because we shouldn't talk about this